0: and do it over and over again. This could be the episode that changes your business and life for the better. So let's go. What's up everybody? This is a special episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast because instead of it just being an interview, this is a recording of my buddy Chad Ernest and myself teaching a class to a real estate brokerage. So if you have been wanting to get better at video editing, if if video editing just eludes you, you are going to love this episode. So get your notes out, get ready to go, and you're going to love my friend, Chad Ernest.
1: You're up. You're up, George. All right, cool, man. Well, um, thanks y'all for being here today. I really appreciate it. Um, Excited to have you all here, but, uh, uh, Jonathan is a, I think you've been on here uh, a few times before, but for anyone watching this in the future or, or logging on, uh, in a little bit here, um, I'm with lawyers title. So, so we are, um, we are here today because we have a strong belief in education, uh, and in educating the people we work with, the people in our industry, whether it's, uh, Realtors, lenders, I mean, you name it, uh, we're here for you guys, um, you know, beyond facilitating real estate transactions, um, which is of course our bread and butter. But, uh, what we really want to do in, in, uh, in sales, in my position, what I want to do is help you guys grow, help you guys learn, um, provide you with resources. that are going to allow you to go into the market, talk to your clients, um, bring in more business, uh, and do that business better. So that's what we're here to do. Um, education always been the, the cornerstone, uh, of who we are at lawyers and, um, anything we can do to help. That's what we're here for. So here to help you guys learn, like I said, and, uh, hopefully you take something from this class. And, uh, you know, one thing I wanted to, that I made sure to point out here is I know with, with Kyle, we're always talking about live video, usually just because, because Kyle, you've had so much success from it and that's kind of where you found your niche and uh, you've kind of run with that, but there's a whole nother side to video um, for people who maybe don't feel comfortable with live um, or just, just want their brand to be a little bit different um, and use video differently, which I mean is, is totally cool. I mean, that's, I mean, YouTube has built their entire platform off of that. So um, we're gonna teach you how to uh, to use video, edit video, and uh, I mean, yeah, all things video today. So, I'll let uh, Kyle and Chad y'all take it away. Yeah. So,
0: guys, I, I'm excited for today because you know, like George said, I I'm the live video guy, and quite frankly, and I've always been honest with people that you know why I'm the live video guy because I'm not a video editor. Right, So why would I position myself to fail when if I record a video, well, now I have to do what I suck at. And, and so when I found out that you guys wanted to talk about video editing today, I'm not an idiot. right? I know what my lane is. I know where I'm good and where I'm not. And so I've brought my buddy Chad Ernest in. Chad is in Houston, Texas. He is the VP of production for Synergy One Lending but don't let that title fool you because he also happens to be one of the greatest video editors that I know. And I own a company where we edit videos for a living. And, and so he's better than anyone I have on my team. And that's why he's in this, in this virtual room today. And so Chad, what's up, bro. Thanks for, for hanging out
2: with us. Thank you for the invite, man. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Fun to see. So, so, dude, I, l- let's just jump right in. We've, we've got some
0: additional people jumping in. And, and so, even though we're going to talk about video editing for about 40-ish minutes, there's a couple things that if we don't do well before we even get to the editing part that makes the editing harder, if not virtually impossible. And, and so, talk to us about kind of the prerequisites before we can even really jump into the editing piece.
2: Sure will. So if it's okay with you, I'll share my screen. I created just a a simple slide of just some basics because the golden rule is garbage in, garbage out, right? So if you get it wrong on the front end, really hard to undo it on the back end. And so, um, can you see my screen? Yes, sir. Great. so video 101, right? Uh, Number one, content is king. So, uh, Kyle, I've given you several publications that I subscribe to that I read from. And so if you're looking for content, um, you don't overthink being original. You know, when I first started subscribing to all of the different publications and books that I subscribe to now, Uh, I started to notice a a reoccurring theme that most of them talked about the same exact thing. Most of them talked about the same headline. Um, And I started to realize that everyone is really pulling from each other and grabbing the same information to put their own spin on it. So I think the first thing is, if you're wondering where your content needs to come from, don't paralyze yourself with not knowing what to say or what to talk about. Content is everywhere. And I use the word still, Uh, Kyle, you know, you and I just obsessed over Austin Kleon with still like an artist. And in that book, he talks about, um, you know, how nothing's really original. We really don't even know where our ideas come from, but you can really feel okay with taking someone else's work and putting your own spin on it. And so that's the first golden rule. Content is king. The second, and this gets- Hold on, hold on, Chad. Will you, but will you go just give them a few of
0: the publications that, that you go to regularly to kind of help you with
2: content? Sure. In the real estate context, one of the best publications that I've seen, and it's a paid for subscription, uh, it's about 300 a year, is Inman.com. I mean, some of the most incredible writers, storytellers, uh, they are, I mean, to me, second to none in the real estate lane. You've got uh, my, my personal favorite where you're, when you're looking for topics that are a little less real estate-ish or mortgage-ish and more relatable stories is Harvard Business Review. I've said it uh, so many times to the people that I lead, $120 a year gets you a digital subscription and uh, some of the best topics you could ever talk about uh, drop right into your inbox. You don't even have to go looking for them those two will keep well, and, you very busy
0: and and chad you and i were talking about the other day that uh wait har, it's hard it's hbr.org.org .org. yep h-br.
2: but you and i h-br. were talking
0: about the other day that if if you know if three hundred dollars is steep for you to to pay you can still go to inman.com you can still go to hbr.org and just read headlines you yeah. won't be able to click into the article but just reading the headline should be enough to go, oh my gosh, I can talk about that. Or read the headline, then go Google the headline and you'll find a free article somewhere else probably talking about that. something similar, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, the and, national, and so- go ahead. go ahead. Well, National Real Estate Post is free. They talk about very yeah. similar topics from a mortgage point of view. You've got National Mortgage Professional. Uh, you've got, uh, you know- NAR always puts out a lot of good things. I mean, like the subscription list goes on and on that I subscribe to. And and again, I'm happy to hand that list over to anyone. I think that, um, you know, it took me a while to figure out where to find a consistent source of content. And so we never want that to be a stumbling block for anyone. So happy to do that.
0: And the bottom line now, guys, is it's 2021. If we're still saying, I just don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix that. It's impossible. Google and YouTube have everything we could ever wonder about anything. And so we just can't sit on our hands anymore and let that be the reason why we're not doing something. And so these are these are awesome, bro. So
2: sorry, number two. You're good. Yeah, number two. Uh, and, and again, two, three, and four are what I see mostly the, the mistakes that are made, not only with real estate agents, but anyone in our industry. Audio is the most important thing in video. If you if you have bad audio, it doesn't matter if you're in 10K video. Uh, people are going to lose interest quickly. So I would yeah. rather see a poor quality video and great audio any day. So that is the number one. Um, there are you know there are there are very inexpensive lavalier mics that hook into your phone. There are also is there a brand that you like above the others? Road and Shure. Um, S H U R E, um, are, I would say in terms of bang for buck quality, um, that you can't, it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. Yeah. Uh, they've been around forever. They build microphones like tanks. If you drop them, they'll likely keep working. And, yep. um, Shore has a really nice lightning adapter microphone that plugs right into the bottom of the phone. I mean, right into the bottom of it. You barely even notice right it right here and pull it will, and it will enhance the qual. There it is. Yep. And if you pull that, if you pull that wind, wind windscreen off, um, it's even, you know, more minimal. There you go. I mean, there's nothing to it. It plugs right in, loads right up and the enhancement to your audio, when you're cutting a video from a phone, which is what 99% of us are doing, that is going to greatly improve the way you sound. Um, you know, huge video, big, big time, big time. So the, I, I think small investment, that's probably one of the most inexpensive investments to make for um, the largest improvement you can get without going into the professional realm. Uh, number and, three. Any, any and God, real
0: quick, Chad. Yeah. Real, well, just before, before you jump into number three, <clears throat> um, guys, just remember, like this little mic that I just showed you that Chad talked about, it's right now, I think it's like 109 bucks on, on Amazon. And, and so, if if to you that's expensive, which, right, we're, we're all making different levels of money, sure. Y'all just need to remember what we're talking about right now should become the most consistent part of your business. And so, don't look at it as just $109 spent. Look at it as you're about to spend $109 that's going to make the next 100 videos be better. So, you're really paying a buck a video to have. 10 times better audio, that's nothing. So so just don't don't get caught up in, well, golly, that mic is this and this is this. We are hopefully reframing the foundation of your business so that you become content-centric in everything you do. If you look at it like that, none of this becomes expensive because it's all worthwhile over time. All right, number three.
2: Well, and I look at it a little bit different just to add to it. Uh, Yeah, bring the difference. I I, I always say, you know, you've spent $109 on worse. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you have. So there's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, Number three, I paid $5,000
0: for a weight loss program that I didn't even do. So,
2: 100 bucks.
0: I mean, none of y'all failed as much as that. So you're (laughs) welcome.
2: (laughs) Thanks for setting the bar, man. That's 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 a, a good standard. So, uh, number three, fill the frame. I, you know, so I, I see more often than not, uh, you know, again, I, I know, I know the sexy thing to do is to get the upward pose to make you look leaner. Uh, but if you are serious about video, um, eye level with the lens is where you want to be. Uh, that is the, um, just the starting point for making a quality video and Where I see a lot of people make a mistake, they'll get a little tripod or some type of extension for their camera. Um, But again, if you give your audience too much to focus on they don't know what to focus on. So fill the frame with what you feel is the most important thing that you want your audience to pay attention to. The way I've framed this camera today is very intentional. So it is literally a hand, uh, you know it's an arm length away. Um, for me talking to you, because in this environment, I want it to feel intentionally like it's just a conversation between the two of us. Right. So, you know, if I'm in the back of the room and you can see my whole body, um, there's a disconnection with the distance. Right. So, you know, psychologically, you feel we're more in an intimate conversation versus me uh, being a news reporter in the back of the room trying to give you some information. So that will hold the connection a lot more if there are things that you want them to focus on outside of yourself, be sure to frame that accordingly.
0: Well, and Chad, talk about how, so you're, if, if, if somebody like, if everybody really looks at Chad right now, you're not sitting directly in the middle of the shot, right? Right. You are slightly shifted off center towards the door, allowing us to fully see the light that's back over your right shoulder. So talk about like, because should, should we be in the middle? Should we be offset? Like, w- what are the grids that we see on our cameras? What's the point of those? How do we leverage those to our advantage? Talk about that.
2: Sure. So there is a classic photography rule called the rule of thirds. And if you look in your iPhone under your camera settings, there is actually a grid selection and you can pick that. And so it will literally throw, it looks like a tic-tac-toe uh, box that gets put across your screen And so the rule of thirds is essentially that you want whatever your main subject is to be focused on at least two of the four lines that are there. And so, you know, if you, if you notice, I'm, I'm a little offset from the camera so that it creates some depth with the background. Right. So um, very, very intentional that I've got a little light in the background. I'm in the foreground, but shifted to the, to the side. So the reason I use the lamp to illustrate this is it could be something you're talking about. It could be a, a, another object that you are trying to bring some attention to. And so you want to create the space with the camera by putting yourself on one side of the rule of thirds and whatever else you want to talk about on the other. And so when you see the grid, it'll make a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, it's so good. Uh, it's it talk about some people I've heard will, you know, you should have your background straight on, or you should try to kind of angle it more, you know, to create a little bit of extra depth. Like, is, is there any truth to one way versus the
2: other? What I see most of the time is people find a wall to record from thinking that they'll put the background in, into the background and have no one really pay attention to it. And the, the mistake I see most of the time is that they get one to two foot away uh, thinking that you know they're, they're going to create the right dynamic. And um, it really should be the opposite. I mean, I think the, the more you've got going on in the background, sometimes as long as you fill the frame, um, it keeps the eye and keeps more attention and focus on what you're talking about just because our eyes are easily distracted by different things going on in the frame. So your message is getting put across while somebody else is trying to digest what you're showing.
0: It's good. I love it. And guys, if we have any questions, you know, put them in the chat, unmute yourself, feel free to ask.
2: And, and then Chad, talk to us about number four. Yeah. You know, so uh, pretty plain and simple. Uh, you know, look at the lens of your camera and not the screen. So if you are doing the so hard, the, the, yeah, if you're doing the selfie camera um, you know, look at the lens of your camera and not you on the screen. And and I know that's a, a habit that we've all had to break. If you notice, I'm looking right at you, right? So I'm not yep. looking at all of you in my monitor, which is, you know, most of the time what I see is, is people take a Zoom call in this manner. So I, I want to see everyone I'm talking to. And so I never really look at the people that I'm talking to on the camera. And I see a lot of people taking videos that way. So when I'm on a Zoom call, when I'm cutting a video, Um, I never take my eyes away from the lens of the camera so that you feel I'm always paying attention to you directly. I love it. I love it. Don't look at yourself. Don't look at yourself.
0: And it's so hard, you know, like I'm just, I'm so good looking that it is. I just always want to be looking at myself. I know.
2: I I mean, if I look like you, man, I mean, trust me, it would be really hard, (laughs) you know, quit it. Quit it, bro.
0: That is rude. So that is not serious. No. So that's guys, th- this is the, why we wanted to start with this is if you're messing this part up, all the editing that, w- that we're going to jump into is, is just not relevant.
2: Right. W- what's the point of editing crap And, and, and to and then just end up with more crap? Yeah. And if you're watching this now, I've left it up here for as long as I have. Just take a quick snapshot of it. I mean, it's free. It's free yeah. basics just to grab. Take a screenshot of it. Take a picture of it with your phone. Um, I can upload it into the chat, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll pull it down now. But, uh, yeah, be sure to get this information. So, Chad, now let,
0: let's let's dig into editing for a bit, because, I mean, like I said at the beginning, you're as good at this as I know. And and I know a ton of people in, in this space and so what do you recommend? Like if somebody wants to start editing videos, do they need to drop the coin on a pretty fancy editing system for their computer? Should they use their phone? Like just let begin to walk us through just the the first practical step in, in editing.
2: Sure. I, I think that, um, editing is, what you make it. So I, I, if you follow the four steps that I gave you on the front end, you will find editing to be a lot easier on the back end. I don't think that anyone needs to invest in the level of equipment that I have. I've been doing this for you know seven, eight years now. Uh, if I had to do it over again... Now, of course, the technology that's out now wasn't available when I got going into this. I mean, you had very little options. And so for me, yeah. I had to go all the way into the deep end. Uh, but I could easily do what I do now in, in iMovie. I mean, to me, if you, you know, most of us are using Macintosh. If you're not, Camtasia is a very similar uh, product. But if if if, uh, if you are wanting to edit on a desktop, I would say that iMovie um, is the very basic of being able to make some clips, some edits, um, and really... Uh, simplify the process. There is, a, there is a course called LinkedIn Learning, and it's formerly lynda.com. It's lynda.com. And they've LinkedIn bought them, and so now it's LinkedIn Learning. I looked it up last night, and there is a two and a half hour essentials training on iMovie that will literally take you from the interface to how to edit oh, wow. video. In, nice. in two and a half hours, I'm telling you. So I know the Adobe Suite, After Effects, Premiere Pro, Illustrator, Photoshop, learned 100% of it through lynda.com, which is now LinkedIn Learning. And um, and so, you know, rather than fumble around, you can literally follow them along. They've got exercises you can download just to, just to run along with them. In two and a half hours, you would be surprised how comfortable you will be in iMovie making you know, semi-amateur edits from not knowing what you were doing two, two and a half hours before that. So Chad, if
1: you're, if you're not a Mac user, Camtasia is what you want to go with.
2: Yeah. Camtasia is a similar, uh, and Kyle, if you know, if if any others, man, you know, throw them out there. Uh, But Camtasia to me has been the closest thing I've seen to iMovie uh, that just, you know, I think it, I think it's a paid-for scenario with PC, but if you've got a uh, if you've got an Apple, iMovie is already included when you buy it. So you, I mean, your 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 entry-level cost for a powerful video editor is free.
0: And is there, Chad? Is there a like? Those are obviously well. You there is iMovie on the phone, but mm-hmm. are are there specific apps that you edit in?
2: So that you, I like, that you like? Yeah, I like Adobe Rush. Um, it is a mobile version of Premiere and very, very similar to InShot. Kyle, I saw that on your notes. Um, and InShot and, and Adobe Rush, I would say, would probably be the top two I've seen where you can drag, drop titles. You can do very similar things where you can just snap together a video pretty quick. And I, I, I think you know when we talk about the actual edit itself, I don't care what platform you use. Um, you, you know, it's it, what I see a lot of times is is people don't cut to action. So that's an actual term of it, it's cut to action. People people don't trim their intros close enough, and they leave their outros too long. And so when I say cut to action, you know, when your video starts or your edit starts, you want your words and your actions to be coming in immediately. You don't you don't want yeah. lag. Um, on an edited video right you don't want that lag where you're just kind of staring at the screen and then get going I mean I I want I want to see it immediately fire off so is that the like so
0: walk us through visually like you've you've just loaded a raw video into Mm -hmm. the computer an app whatever Mm -hmm. the the first
2: thing you do is what trim the ends That's the first thing I do, trim the ends. To action. That's what you're saying. Cut to action. That's right. That's right. How,
0: so on the front end, to me, that makes sense because we want our, we want audio to pick up instantly when somebody pushes play on the, on the video. On the back end, do you do, so I'll, I'll teach I'll I'll say what I've been taught and then you can tell me as the expert, if this is stupid. When I was taught how to edit, I was taught the clapping technique, right? So, I have pushed record on the button. I clap so that visually I know where to start my drag. And then I drop my hands, smile, and then I start speaking. And so that gives me time in the beginning to to finish. And then at the end of a video that I know I'm going to edit, I say my final words and then I just hold my smile for a two count so that I have enough time to not be like literally butted up on the end of my last syllable. So it's a harsh stop. Mm -hmm. Is that like, is, is that, is that good? Is that like, how, how do you, you know, make sure you give yourself runway for that part of editing?
2: Yeah. Great question. So, and it's funny, I, I do that so automatically now that I, you know, just have skipped right over it. So it's a great reminder. So the clap, Uh, The clap was originally invented for SMPTE time code, right? And so what what that means is they, you know, the clicker, you know, the clacker that you see in movies and and outtakes, the clap, what that's done is in the event that you have multiple cameras on scene and you need to find a sync point so that all of the cameras are in sync at one time. If you're using a single camera, then I would focus more on just making sure you catch that very first blip of audio of you talking and it should be a much cleaner edit. So the clap, I think, is a little unnecessary uh, Just if you, unless you're using multiple cameras, right? If you're doing that, then it's a great tool to use. Well, so that, I like
0: it because it's fun. It, it well, makes it more fun there for on. me.
2: It, it, there you go. I mean, hey, if if, if clapping is just your thing, clap on, right? I, I do, do love it, to let, clap. Let's do so it.
0: So how do you... So then how do you end the video?
2: Do, do, do you hold a we pause do. for an additional moment? We do. We do. Yeah. And, and because I do the editing, I probably don't wait as long as a two count. But man, that is a great rule of thumb. If you wait. And, and I think what it is, is most people are, have so much anxiety and they're so nervous around the video itself that they want to stop recording as fast as they can. And they don't give any thought to someone on the back end that's going to have to take it from them and polish it up. So, the two count holding, smiling, you know, doing whatever it is that you want to do to end that video, that is a, a great technique. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause what I watch, Chad, with a
0: lot of people's videos is almost as they're finishing the last syllable, they're already leaning in to, you know, hit the end button. And so now they've given, like, you, there's no way to edit that to look right because otherwise you have to cut off the words that you're saying. So, so maybe the, the most simple way to say it is do not move until you have finished the last syllable and, and like, given a moment of breath. That yeah, way I mean, you can truly end the video, you know, with you still in position and not leaning in to try to do something.
2: Well, and then and then it gives you an opportunity to create a transition, right. So if you've got a, a logo or an outro or other things that you've mm. created that you want as part of it, then you know you, you're not in the middle of the transition, you're not seeing you look down out of the frame. So if we just end it with a smile, right and and the transition comes over the top of me, then that's the last thing you see. So that's a it's a great point, man. great point. So Two, so you, so you're trimming the beginning and the end,
0: very first thing you're doing. Then you're doing what?
2: I look for dead air. Um, I, you, you know in our in, in our it's called a jump cut. So that's the second you know kind of tangible video rule. Um, and, and this is to flavor, right? So this is more of a flavor of ice cream and what you prefer. For me, I don't like long pauses and I don't like. Uh, when I stumble over my words, so a majority of the editing I do are jump cuts, so that my I'm just continuous in my talking. That that's yeah. the big that that's the big deal for me. Um, I, I just you know I don't want a lot of dead air. If I screw up on what I'm saying and I need to do another take, then those jump cuts are what come in helpful. So once I hit record, I never stop. If I make a mistake, I just keep going. I'll, I'll start okay. a few words over and just keep punching through until I get to the end of the video. And then I take that file and jump cut all the mistakes and everything out of it. And it sews together pretty
1: good. And you'll so, get into and... Go ahead. Go ahead. Chad, sorry. I was, I was going to ask, cause when you started talking about jump cuts, my, I don't know anything about this stuff. So I was, you know, I was thinking, maybe you, you make a bunch of small little videos and then jumble them all together in the end. Um, but then you explain that you just don't stop. You just run through the whole thing. And then I'm guessing you cut pieces out. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly right. You, your way of doing it's not
2: wrong, but, but what happens is it's all time, right? So yeah. when you're recording, when you're editing, it's all time taking. And so if you, number one, if you're in the, if you're in the zone, like you just like, you know, you see Kyle get in the zone, if you have to stop your equipment and start it again, every time you make a mistake, you have a real possibility of slipping out of that moment rather than if I, you know, if I jumble up some words and, and, and then I hesitate and I, and I stutter the way I did just now intentionally, it's much easier for me to go in and cut that out of one take than it is to go, Oh man, I, I stuttered. Let me stop my video. <sighs> okay. Le- okay. Let me start it again. Um, so for me, it's, it's been much more efficient uh, because when you're talking about video, efficiency is everything. And so I think the less files you have to deal with in your editor, uh, the more chances of success you have on wanting to clean it up and get it out the door. So if, you, if you're using InShot or if you're using iMovie and you end up with 50 takes because you just couldn't get your intro right, it's going to take you a while to get through those, merge them together. If they're all on one linear fashion, one file, it's very easy just to go through, find the best one, clip the rest off, and keep it moving.
0: Well, and, and I, I love I love what you said about being in the zone. You know, Monday night was the home run derby for the for Major League All-Star Weekend. And the commentators are always talking about if they can just get in the zone, if they can just get in the zone, you know, they'll hit six or eight home runs in a row. Like every swing is just fluid and perfect and on time. And I watch people doing videos that they're flowing for 45 seconds. They make one mistake and they're like, dang it, cut. And they've completely removed all the mojo that they had working. And so it's so good to just practice. Like if you mess up a word, literally back up two words and then just get right back into it. And, and you'll keep your flow. And, and so it's, it's powerful, but that's not the way most people operate. You know, they, they get up, they're frustrated because now they feel like they just ruined the first 45. And that's just, you're saying that's not true.
2: No, I mean, if you look at my videos and really concentrate, you'll see the jump cuts. Now, I'm intentional even when I don't mess up, I'll remove dead air just because I want a more consistent flow out of my video. But if, if you looked at a raw take, uh, which I probably have somewhere, if you looked at a raw take that I have, I mean, there'll be times I can't get my name out. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm just like, man, like I've never done this before. Right. It's like, right. My name is, uh, right. Uh, you know, you just can't, you just draw a blank sometimes. Sure. But what yeah. you want to do is you, you want the technology. I don't care if it's your phone, your laptop, whatever it is that you're going to use as a medium, keep it invisible, <laughs> keep it invisible. The more it's just you and the camera, the more you stay focused on getting it right and not messing with buttons, the better chance you have of getting through it. And it's on one linear file and it's that much easier to get it in and get it out. I love it. So we've got
0: chopping up the beginning and the end, mm-hmm. doing jump cuts to remove dead air. And then, the, and then what's the third thing you're doing?
2: Think about where you're putting it. Uh, you know, think about where you are going to export. Uh, that's a, that's a big one. So, you know, are you going vertical? Are you going horizontal? Uh, you know, I have adopted a, so I love 16 by nine, right? That's, that's the classic movie format. I love it. I think it's cinematic, uh, but times are changing. And so Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, you know, Huey Lewis in the news said it's hip to be square. And now yeah. <laughs> it is, right? So I still record in a 16 by nine format, which is basically what you see in the zoom video, right? This is a 16 right. by nine format. Square has become the new norm quickly. And it's because you can add information around your video, including captions. So they don't step all over your video. And um, so for me, the square format has been one that I've adopted. So I think that you have to be mindful of your export on where you're going to put the information because vertical video looks horrible on some sites, right? Some sites are built for right. vertical video. So it's, a, it's just a little bit of thought process. And again, that's probably more on the front end again, uh, but that is going to make video editing a lot easier if you have the phone or your camera set in the right format to fill the frame.
0: Well, and, and I just, Chad, I recorded a vertical video Monday and then I dropped it into InShot and put it into a square. And then I put words on the edges to fill in that blank space. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's, there's just, there's so many ways to do this, guys. And you just need to be cognizant of where do I want to put this that's going to get the most opportunity? You know, don't just start a YouTube channel for the sake of starting a YouTube channel. If you've never even tapped into your Facebook or Instagram audience first, (laughs) like let's go where our people are and not just where the expert says we should be because the YouTube experts going to benefit is going to always push YouTube. The IG expert is always going to push IG. The TikToker is always going to push TikTok. You have to know first, where are your people? And then let's start there because you're going to get the most bang for your buck. And then let's go to YouTube and then let's go like, this is day two for me on TikTok. I'm going to do like 15 videos, 15 days in a row on TikTok. I freaking hate it. I feel like an ancient person because TikTok is so young in my mind, but I'm forcing myself to get better. And and so you've got to decide that for yourself. And, and Chad, talk about, like, you, you mentioned subtitles. Mm-hmm. And so, is, is subtitles something that you do directly inside of the software you're already editing with? Are you using a separate application that's that's creating those subtitles?
2: What? How do you do it? So, yes to both. Uh, one, I use Rev.com, R-E-V.com, for my captions. Okay. And the reason being is because... Uh, the last thing I want to do is transcribe my own videos. Uh, there are and do you
0: more- use, do you pay a little bit more on Rev so that the human is actually doing the update? Or do you pay the, the cheap version where the, the robot's doing it? I have
2: no idea. It cost me about a dollar a minute.
0: Okay, so you're paying the, I think it's like 15 cents a minute for them to okay. just do the automated but there's going to be mistakes and if you pay the dollar a minute which is the one i like too then a human is actually doing it and they guarantee 99% accuracy they'll also remove ums and and take out filler words which just make your subtitles look more crisp anyway
2: and, and so I, that's powerful yeah and and rev also has the option to if you know to burn it into the video with different font selections so you can actually you know, oh, instead, of your, cool. instead of your standard like caption box, you see, uh, there's the right. option to uh, change up the font, change up the background color, and have them burnt into the video when they give it back to you. Uh, you know, the only downside I've seen to that is that the resolution quality uh, that comes back from Rev is not what it is when you send it in. So it's a highly compressed video so that they can get it in, transcribe, and, yeah. and get it done. So what I do is I export the captions from Rev and I import them into Premiere. And then once it's in Premiere, it's just another file. So I can change the font, the background, size, where it's at, location, everything. So I've got, I've got full autonomy over it. But in terms of the actual captions themselves, uh, I, I never, I don't have any desire at all to type out my videos. So I hand it to them and and typically a 2 minute video is you know 30 minutes 45 minutes and it's back in your inbox yeah
0: and and guys remember we all have to what what I call eat the fish and spit out the bone there are things that Chad will say that I will never do because he's so much more gifted like like he just said he's going to download the file put it into premiere instantly i already know I'm never going to have premiere because I'm not at that level of, right. So, so be willing to accept, like I have videos that are probably a little under the quality that Chad would prefer, but it saves me from having to do the extra things that he does because he's good at them that take him 10 minutes that take me three hours. And so let's give ourselves grace based on the, the skills and abilities that we have. You know, there, there's another website called Subtitles. Which is which is a great website for for subtitles, and I'll put it in here so y'all see it in the chat. Also, there's another one. This is what we actually use in my company is called V.io, and it's just another subtitle service, right? That they all do the same thing; they just all work a little bit differently. That's why there's a million video apps. It's not like one's better than the other. It's which one do your fingers feel the most comfortable in, right? Which one is gonna is gonna not cause you to want to stop doing this two videos from now because the learning curve is so steep and it's okay for that to be different for every single person on here.
2: Well, and, and, and I think, can I just add something? Yeah, of course. So I I think one thing for sure that, that makes a lot of people just create a barrier of entry to themselves before they ever get going. And that is the concern of what people will think. And there is an artist that I loved growing up named Eric Murillo. And um, he, I read an article about him one time and he said, man, I never know what my next hit is going to be. I just put it out and let the people decide. And I I cannot think of a better quote in our era with so much content hitting the airwaves and so many people thinking about how to get in. I, I think that it's imperative that you, you not live and die on every video you put out and the amount of reactions you get. And, and, and it and it continues to mystify me. right? I, I put it. a video out about whether or not you should be in meetings. And I'm at like 3,000 playthroughs in a couple of days. And then I put a video out that I think is the best thing I've ever done. And I get like 10 views. <laughs> so I, right. I think that you can't live and die by what the public yeah. opinion is in terms of, of the content you put out. I think that you've just got to have consistency and keep it moving and let the people decide.
0: Dude. I love that. I, I, that's so good. And I, the, the last thing I want to ask you, cause we're, we're running low on time is, sure. is music. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody feels like music instantly elevates an edited video. And so this kind of a two parter, should we always have, you know, music underneath videos we've edited? If not, when should we? And then what are resources that we can use to get music that's not going to get us sued by somebody?
2: Yeah. So uh, I, I think that, one, if you want to add music in, you're adding a layer of complication, right? Um, you know, just know that okay. I went into it because you, you've got to be able to make sure your voice is the predominant part of the video and not the music. So, yeah. uh, you know, and this is kind of a, uh, you know, just a, the, the court of public opinion, but I've talked to a lot of other people that do video at a high level. They absolutely cannot stand background music. They think it's too distracting and refuse to do it for me, okay. for me, um I think it's a collective package, right? I use sometimes quirky music, sometimes driving music, four on the floor, happy, sad because I I feel like in the background just like framing the conversation to feel like we're we're right here together. Music drives the emotion that I want to communicate in the video that I'm putting out. So for me, I think it's very important. Um the 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 second part to your question was where do you get music? Yeah. So I subscribe to Epidemic Sound. Um, Epidemic Sound is a website with royalty-free everything. And it, it is an extremely easy way to filter through the type of music you want in the background. It could be lyrical, okay. instrumental, minimal, jazz, flow. You can pick a primary instrument. Uh, but not only that, they've got about 100,000 sound effects uh, that you can pick from. Oh, cool. So, so even if you don't want a background track playing but you want a couple of goofy sounds or a couple of sound effects to illustrate something you're doing, you can go in there with that same subscription and you can download that information and add it into your video wherever you see fit. The, uh, another it. one is Musicbed. Uh, Musicbed's got some incredible artists and tracks that are on there, same filtering functions uh, but, uh, they do not have sound effects. So that's one downside to them. Um, uh, and then what was the last one I gave you, Kyle? It was, um, Artlist. Art, Art, Art Artlist. So it's another one that has a, a, a dull subscription. Um, the only thing with Artlist is it's expensive. Um, I, I, you know, and so you've kind of got a gauge, you know, music bed yeah. is $10, $10 a month. Um, uh, but you only get music, no sound effects. Um, epidemic sound is 20 to 30 a month and you get all the above, um, art list is, you know, more premium than that. So, uh, you okay. get what you pay for with a lot of these, these sites. Sure. Well,
0: man, dude, this, this has been, this has been awesome. The, the, this is why guys that I brought Chad in because he can just speak to things at a different level than, than most people can. And so, bro, so appreciative for you guys. If y'all have questions, you know, we, we can stick around for a couple of minutes if y'all have questions for Chad or hopefully you've taken something of great value from, from what we've already done and, and you guys can get on with your
1: Wednesday. Hey, if I, if I could ask a closing question for Chad, you know, for for a lot of people that are watching this now and then a lot who will watch it down the road, um, you, like if you wouldn't mind just adding a closing statement just as far as, I mean, a lot of the people aren't at your level or even Kyle your level um, and maybe don't even want to get there. But, you know, as far as, how do I say this? So like, you know, for, okay. So for realtors, you know, today, if they want to do a video, they're, they're going, they're doing an open house or they're just doing a walkthrough um, or just want to add some, some content, put it on their Facebook page or YouTube channel, you know, basics. I mean, we kind of touched on it at the start, but I mean, sound and video quality, but uh, I mean, what would you recommend just for the beginners? Yeah. I,
2: I, I mean, again, I, I'm going to go back to exactly what I said about the sound quality. So yeah. specifically specifically with vacant homes, the number one thing I see is that real estate agents will use their iPhone, which they should, or or their yeah. Android, whatever whatever flavor you like. And in an empty home, there is nothing to absorb the sound or to keep it from bouncing off of the they're wall. They're echoey, and, and so they're super boomy. They're super reverbed out and echoey, and uh, it, it is so distracting uh, that I that I think that it it's very very hard to follow what they're saying because of all the distraction. And then number two. Give it a quick practice before you hit record. I've watched a lot of real estate agents, and again, I'm critiquing from a different level, uh, but I've watched, a, I've watched a lot of real estate agents fumble with their equipment while they're live or while they are trying to record. And that, again, is just super distracting when you lose, you know, you get the attention of someone to talk about an open house, you get the attention of someone to talk about whatever the product is that you're looking at or offering, and you spend 15 seconds which doesn't sound like a long time, but it's an eternity to a watcher, right? So if I'm watching you 15 seconds of watching you play around with how to reverse the camera and how to figure out, um, you you know, how to work your equipment, man, you, you just lose me every time. And so I I think that those would be the most powerful two tips in terms of, in that lane that you asked specifically is, is invest in a mic that will help cut down on some of that, that sure microphone, is a super mic, which focuses right at the, where you point it. Um, you can actually change the amount of sound it captures around you. And uh, secondly, the, just, just do a quick rehearsal so you know where your button, buttons are.
1: Love it. Thank you.
2: Good. Yeah. For sure. That's good. All right, guys. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for the opportunity, everyone. I appreciate you letting me come on and talk about a passion of mine.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If this episode made an impact, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and talking about it on social media. Go make a difference, and we'll see you soon.